Hello, and welcome to Whispering Moon Tarot. Happy Halloween. Oh my gosh. Happy Halloween. Last year's Halloween was so much cooler. There was like a full moon, and it was once in a blue moon, so it was a second blue moon in October. And it had all sorts of sweet alignment. I took all my rocks outside for that full moon. I was like, if the aliens are coming... They're going to want to see my specimens. I figure that's why witches and rock collectors like go take their rocks and put them out in the moonlight. They're all like, this clears the energy. But like in my mind, I'm like, look, it's just in case aliens come by. I want them to see that I've been doing my, you know, my, my work here. And I'm, I've been collecting beautiful specimens of rocks. Like, I feel like that's the only reason I'm here sometimes is like to collect and enjoy crystals and things like that. I do really like rocks. I should give you guys my P.O. box. And you guys can send me stuff. You know, Christmas is coming. There's a lot of you. Oh, my God. There's a lot of great news. Holy shit. I got to talk about all the good news. First and foremost, Winston came home with the most incredible Report card. Oh, my God. All these A's and B's. He's in the 92nd percentile in reading on this, like, star test. Give everybody and blah, 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 blah. It's equi he reads it equivalently to a fifth grade level. He's in third grade. I can't be more proud. Can't be more fucking proud of the kid. Oh, my God. You know, I was a, a dyslexic, so, like, scared the shit out of me when he was born. And it was like, oh, my gosh, he is... Left-handed. I can just tell he's going to be left-handed. Look at him. He's doing everything with his left hand. My sister's left-handed. Oh, my God. He got a big, you know, dose of my genes. And, you know, my entire family struggles with learning disabilities. We're really smart people. My dad is a is an amazing physician. Won a Lifetime Achievement Award from uh, the American College of Radiology, I do believe. Or the AMA. Anyway amazing doctor my father is an incredible radiologist uh incredible he probably should be writing books and shit he's that fucking amazing and my mom is she's amazing too she's more of an accountant amazing you know what i mean like my mom i sit and watch my mom add enormous numbers in her head and i'm like what the fuck i'm like disle too dyslexic to hold that many numbers to make that much i was like i gotta write that shit down uh, but they are, uh, and my mom is like this amazing marketing mind as well. I've watched her just do incredible things throughout our lives. Uh, so, you know, but there was always a struggle. My sister had a, had double major biochemistry. I mean, I got an A in chemistry too, but my sister was doing like crazy level chemistry stuff, you know? Uh, but you know, there was an aspect where I was worried because we all struggle real, really bad. We all struggled really bad in elementary school. All of us. Every one of us. <laughs> Not one of us could sit there and be like, we were smart. No. <laughs> no, we all struggled. Everyone, everyone in my family could sit around and be like, eh, well, I struggled too, you know. And uh, anyway, I was worried about that when I had them. So, like, I was like, okay. For the moment this kid could focus, you know, uh, even before, like, because he, he couldn't move because he's a baby, you know, shit. I sat and read to this kid at least 30 minutes every night. 
he got he got three to four books read to him before bed every night uh, until he was, you know, about six or seven. And then, you know, we actually we still did do a lot of reading. Uh, anyway, uh, we don't do as much now because he plays video games. <laughs> he like he only gets so many so many hours a day to go to school and this and that. So I don't like I don't like backed off a little bit. But fuck the kid reads at a fifth grade level. Like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Very proud of him. Very proud that every bit of effort we put in uh, to his development. Um, is paying out in, in amazing dividends uh, as I watch him grow. So I, first and foremost, I'm extremely proud of my son. He had a bunch of testing, state testing this uh, week, in which he was really stressed out about, took two days, and then they still have the math portion to do, but they do that at the end of the year. So he did all the language parts of the state test. So that's all done. And then the nine weeks was over, and he had Halloween, uh, kind of day at school today. Got to wear his costume, and we're gonna go trick or treating on Sunday. And my folks come into town on Saturday, and I gotta make a lasagna for Sunday. This is my life. <laughs> this is life here. So anyway, I'm super proud of Winston. Want to make sure that that gets put down uh, so everyone knows it. <laughs> You know, seriously, this shit just makes me happy. Like, I don't want to put any pressure on him, but, like, for me, it's a goddamn relief. I'm like, oh, thank God. He can read. Like, my whole point was, like, I had so much difficulty reading. And I'm like, this kid reads better than I do now. And, like, now, like, there's nothing that can stop him. As long as you can read, you can learn. You can learn anything. And you don't need to pay for it. Like, he can go buy a book and learn whatever he wants to fucking learn because he can read you know it's an important building block you know anyway so okay let me you know he got an outstanding in art too I'm proud of that I'm proud of that we've been working on him for a long time with you know he's a lefty he's a lefty and he's learning cursive now they still learn cursive in school it's cool he's <laughs> like I want to practice my L's and I'm like yeah I get it cursive's kind of fun you know Anyway, so that, okay, that's my, you know, talking about how awesome Winston is. Um, we need to celebrate. By the time this goes out, I will have 11,000 RSS feeds, subscribers. Those are people that hit the subscribe button, that have hit the subscribe button over the last 30 days or at least have pulled from the feed because they were subscribed from before. It's incredible. Next week I'm gonna go and like try to get a sponsor. I got that I got my game plan. Everything's getting everything ready. Feeling confident. We'll go see. We'll just go see. We'll just go knock and like see <clears throat> what we can do. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna be like this is a little different. Another podcast. I'm putting out intense amounts of content. It's a whole, it's a different, you know, it's a little bit different vibe. It's a different type of people, you know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. People get like, you know, weird about tarot and stuff. It's not necessarily like it's taboo esque, even though it's getting to be more susceptible. Uh, you know, there still is taboo to it. 
So we'll just go see. That's how I'm looking at it. Let's just go see. <laughs> you know? Uh, but I couldn't be happier or more proud to fucking, you know, be in this project a little over a year. Like, I, like when I started, I'm like, <clears throat> I can do 5000 in my first year. That'd be, like, th that would, like, blow my mind. I literally, when I set out with this project, I'm like, if I could get to 5000 this year, that would be, like, success to me. Like, boom, wow. You know what I mean? And even when I started, I was like, I don't know what this is going to look. I don't know what this is going to, you know, how this is going to come back to me. You know what I mean? And I, I seriously, I couldn't, like, blew my expectations away. So I'm incredibly stoked about um, my current situation. I'm stoked about my kid being fucking smart. I'm stoked about me being fucking smart. God damn. Look what I did in a year. Like, there's part of me that's like, can you just back up and just fucking appreciate the year? Yeah. Fucking good year. It really was. It really was. I mean, COVID was COVID. Um, but what was interesting, I'm going to go, like, retrospect here. We'll talk about Halloween stuff in a little bit. I'm going to go retrospect here a little bit on this year. So before I started this program, or, you know, whatever, that program, I guess, um, I, it was COVID. We were going through our COVID years, you know what I mean? Um, and before, right, right before quarantine, so a little bit before, so March was quarantine, yeah, March 2020 was uh, quarantine. So anyway, um, you know, I had just gotten my custody battle um, t into a truce scenario um, around around the early part of December. It was not finished. I didn't actually sign and finish our custody agreement until June or July of 2020. So I was going into 2020 you know, with a, with a hard truce, uh, one over my son, basically. And we had been through a lot through that battle. A lot of things, you know, I'm not ready to completely talk about yet. Um, probably things that will end up in a book somewhere someday, you know what I mean? But, um, but the reality was my son and I had been through a lot and we needed time to heal. And you know, things were just getting back to normal for us in January of 2020. And then we got horribly sick. My son and I were horribly sick for about three weeks. Uh, again, we think we, I'm, I'm pretty sure we had COVID. I lost my taste. My son fevered for multiple days. We were, he took two rounds of antibiotics to get better. I took one round ended up oh, just, you know, whatever. We're sick forever. I remember the first thing I ate. That I, that I like, was like, oh my God, and like it tasted and it was amazing. It was a chocolate malt and it was from the Dalton Dairy at which had just opened back up in spring. And I was it that or was it Swenson's? I can't fucking remember. It might have been, excuse me, it might have been Swenson's. I can't remember. It was either Swenson's or the Dalton Dairy at had opened up. I can't fucking remember. 
Anyway, it was a chocolate malt. It was the first thing I remember. Like, oh my God. Like, I tasted it. And I was like, holy shit. My stomach, stomach was sour for like a week. Uh, could hardly eat anything. And uh, that malt was amazing. But anyway, we were getting back to normal. Everything was just getting back to normal. And then everything shut down. My son was home with me, uh, you know, for shutdown. And we got all this, like, we literally, <laughs> like, you know, it was winter. Like, we literally just chilled in my bed. We had our iPads, our computers. We did all our schoolwork from bed. We were going and getting, like, I mean, I we literally, for, for our quarantine, laid in my bed and ate snacks, did whatever we had to do, watched shit, played uh, Minecraft, and just, like, loafed. It was like the, it was, like, being able for him and I to recover from what we went, just went through. It was great. It was great. Like, I know, like, COVID put everybody, I mean, and I agree, I was stressed to fucking shit, too. Like, I had, my PTSD had me um, right at the, right about, right around quarantine, just, just shortly after quarantine. I did. I had about three or four days where I was like, fuck, you know. My PTSD is definitely showing signs. And what that actually means for me, and everybody is a little bit different, you know, how your how your stress response is changes. Like for me, it was like I had multiple nights in which I had difficulty sleeping, um, you know, just, you know, racing thoughts of worry of, you know, and I, you know, everybody was, you know, I was worried about my folks. I was worried about my sister and it was beef, my autistic sister because oh, you know and we're state she's state funded and, da, 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 and it's like what happens if all this shit falls down I have to be ready to take on uh, I had like a lot I had all this like what if ready and with PTSD it's like okay like this was like no one saw that fucking coming so it's like on top of it you're like how do I keep everything clean what are all the possible, oh my God, we got to deal with this shit that could happen, you know, that branch off from a complete shutdown. And then the, also the worry of like, how, you know, do we have every, everything? Do we have enough money? How are, you know, the whole nine yards, you know? So it was like, I had about three days where I was like, my fucking PTSD is going on me hardcore. And that just pretty much means that I couldn't sleep well. I was exhausted. Um... <clears throat> you know, and then after that normal feeling is normally about a couple of days depression where you kind of crash in and, you know, you know, that's the, you know, crying and being like, ah. <laughs> you know, not like crazy, but just like tears, like you just can't stop emotion from coming out that stress. So if like I had to like describe what was my PTSD response to COVID. Like I said, it was about three days of anxiety, in which I couldn't sleep, followed by two days of pretty good depression, just from the emotional tension of that kind of uh, vigilance. You know what I mean? And that kind of mental energy. If you were wondering <clears throat> how my PTSD actually, you know, translates into my daily life, um, you know, I'm up at dawn, if my PTSD is going hard, I'm up. I'm up before the sun the sunrise. 
You know what I mean? Uh, for me, that part of my disease, I guess, my disease, is what I call it. <laughs> for me, um, it affects my sleep. So, like, that's the hardest thing for me. And, like, when I meet with my, you know, healthcare professionals and my mental health uh, professionals, that's basically what we talk about. How are we sleeping? Do we need anything to sleep? You know, and a lot, like I said, the reason I'm not on any kind of medication is because all of those <clears throat> medications fuck with sleep. And for me, that's my primary uh, symptom that I, uh, that I struggle with. So, you know, like I do a lot of soothing techniques. That's what, you know, I meditate again. Uh, if I have any time, any kind of issue with anxiety that's keeping me up, I have to get back into a nightly medita a meditation routine, which I listen to music until it calms me down. I do not watch TV um, or have like, you know, bright things in my eyes. I'm, everything is about soothing. My bed is as soft as possible. My room is as cold as possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, like everything's about creating like my sleep cave. I'm very particular <laughs> about how I sleep. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, if I had to describe uh, what are the hardest things for me to struggle with with PTSD, it would be rest. You know, again, being able to shut down the mind long enough to shut down the anxiety. And again, a lot of things that I do are all about reducing anxiety uh, from being prepared uh, to, um, again, sticking to a routine that limits anxiety. Um, again, forethought is the biggest thing. And then also just like creating a space in which allows me, uh, to relax. So if you do struggle with any kind of those symptoms, I highly recommend, uh, meditation and different types of breathing techniques out of everything I've done and try. I haven't done the light eye thing. I am kind of curious about that. Uh, I will be looking into that in the future. I've done talk therapy. The medicines didn't work. I've tried different uh, pharmaceuticals. Mm -mm. No, no, no. No, no, no. They did not work at all. Uh, they made it worse. Way fucking worse. Um, so not, you know, again, don't get discouraged if things don't work for you. Everyone has a different, a different way to go about it. But yeah, I didn't mean to get off, off on this like weird tangent about, <laughs> about what it is. Yeah. So again, we came through COVID, you know what I mean? And even though it was a stressful time, like I look back on it and it was, it was a blessing to my son and I, cause we got to spend a lot of time together and just kind of healing from everything that happened to us before COVID. And then after that, um, you know, we came into, uh, into the fall and he was back to school and I was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's, let's start up this podcast that I have had on the back burner of my mind for two years. I was ready to get this project going. I actually had planned for it to go uh, spring of 2019. Yes, no, yes, yes, 2019, yes, right? Yes, or 18. I'm bad with the years. I'm pretty sure 19. 
Yes. I was planning to release it April uh, 2019, and then my whole, everything fell apart <clears throat> for us, for me personally. So, I actually, throughout the entire process, just kind of sat with this idea for a long time. And then I saw, <clears throat> I saw a lot of my friends kind of building social media platforms by posting. And I was like, you know what, let's just, since we can't do anything fucking else right now, Let's just post a ton of shit on fucking Facebook. How much can Facebook handle? How much can I push this group of friends? How many times am I going to get unfriended? How many posts can I make in a day? I never got told by Facebook that I posted too much. Now, I have friends that have literally gotten warnings from Facebook saying, you have posted too much. And that's why they're getting restricted. Yeah. I never got, if you can believe it, I post like 20 fucking things a day and never, never once did Facebook say, hey, stop. <laughs> Don't do that. It was funny though. During COVID, I did like draw a nice little group of people and an audience there that were enjoying. I was making these like an animal days. I was like, whatever. Let's just like grab every meme we can find about a tiger and spend all day on Facebook sharing tiger memes and see if anybody catches on like i kind of made it that's <laughs> fun little let's just fuck with this let's fuck with this platform let's do something weird you know but it was really good for me because it got me out of my isolation <clears throat> you know got me talking to other people in a safe environment i'm at home i'm not talking you know touching any of them germs just by liking something on facebook and, um, and it gave me, you know, what I needed to build the confidence. I'd already put out a bunch of podcasts. I didn't really, I mean, I was ready to go. I knew what I was going to do, you know? So anyway, we reach August, 2020. I release, I start to, to build this fucking thing. It was, I had a, I mean, it was amazing. It was. I look back at this entire year. It's it's a fucking amazing. My growth is amazing. We had a, I had a nice plateau, but we've already overcome that in the last two fucking months, which is amazing. Uh, but it is a natural part of podcasting. You guys are all inside now, so I I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, you're listening to podcasts all day. Not outside because it's fucking cold and rainy right now. God damn it! But yeah, you know, now we're here together. A lot of us. Fuck, 11 fucking thousand people. Poss you know, that's just, that's the, that's the vibe. Like, even if, like, in my mind, I'm like, fuck. Even if, like, 3,000 people are listening to me right now. That's amazing. Blow my mind. Should I get all insecure about it? No. <laughs> oh my God, what about that? No, 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 it's okay. Just be yourself, Cajun. Okay, I'm already talking to myself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's talk about Halloween. Let me get off. Anyway, it's been an amazing fucking year. Long story short, it's been an amazing year. Thank you for putting up with me. Over the summer, I know, you know, I had lots of background noise. Winston was popping in and out. 
Uh, things got inconsistent for there for a while, but here we are. We're going into the shit season. I'm going to be with you here. We're going. We're doing it all together now. You know what I mean? Um, so thank you. Thank you for everybody hitting a button. Oh, my God. While you're hitting buttons, you know, if you're listening on an iPhone or <laughs> iPad, on the podcast app, just scroll down on my, like, you know, page, and there's the stars, and there's the review, and oh, my God, somebody left a recipe for, what was it? It was macaroni, what was it, macaroni hot dip? Fuck, I took a screenshot. I have to make it. It looked amazing. Of course, I have too many screenshots. It's, I, I I can't dig I can't dig for it. I could go I could go to the actual fucking app. That would be you know, that's some smarts. Let's do it. Just don't play. Play my well, I can play myself. Yeah, macaroni ring hot dish. Mmm, mm. I bet that's good. I bet that's good. Thank you, Maddie. This is my whole point. Let's start a secret recipe sharing in the review section of my, you know, Apple podcast page. Let's do it. She started it. Maddie started it. All right. So now you have to go anyway and go down there just so you can see the recipe for that. And while you're there, leave a recipe, hit them stars for me. Now we all have a reason. We're creating a, we're creating our own Whispering Moon recipe book that's only available to people with iPhones or iPads or an iOS. Yeah. Kick ass. And it's okay. If you have a Galaxy, you can go down. I'm sure you can download that. Or just go over to your iBook or whatever. You know what I mean? Your MacBook or whatever Apple computer you know you have one <laughs> probably <laughs> should they're so much better than a Chromebook oh my god but I bet you can download the app on a Chromebook whatever I need to start talking about Halloween I do have stuff to talk about I have a list it literally says Halloween episode 10,000 subscribers wow and then now we're going to talk about EVPs I'm going to take a moment, though, because I am drinking. <sighs> I should cut these out, but it's no big deal. I just hit pause. I come right back. You guys don't even care. It's a blink of an eye. It's a blink of an eye. This is one of those episodes. Am I going to read tarot? You know, I'm going to pull these one cards. because I like them. I'm going to pull some fancy ones. You know, I do have a really cool skull deck. I don't know why I haven't been reading that deck this entire time. It's so pretty. Oh my god. What is it? Where is it? It's buried. I don't know. Alright, hold on. I'll be <laughs> hold on. Alright, I'm back. Yeah, I gotta talk about EVPs, but <laughs> I wanna talk about something kind of funny. Still talk about this week a little bit. Um so my son asked me if I'm gay this week. It was weird. <laughs> weird moment. So um, we're, we're chilling. And he goes, 
Mom, you know, you're kind of sus. I was like, what? Sus? I'm suspicious. What's suspicious about me, you know? And he goes, you know, you know, you know what that means, right? And I'm like, no. I don't, I'm suspicious. That's all I know what sus means. What, why do you think I'm sus? What am I doing? He goes, no, I mean, he goes, it means you're, that you might be gay. And I was like, what? Or he said something about gay. And I'm like, well, well wait, 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 wait. I'm like, okay, what do you mean by gay? I'm like, are you using that? I did, I did clarify. I was like, are you using that as a term for relationships? Or are you using that as a, ter- a derogatory term? Because two different conversations are going to happen here. <laughs> you know what I mean? We can branch off into two different things. He goes, no, no, no. I'm talking about gay. Not mean, you know, but, uh, you know, when a man marries a man and a woman marries a woman. I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, like I said, he's eight more, you know, these are all themes that, you know, these are things we learn, you know, you gotta learn somewhere, gotta talk about this stuff somewhere. So, so we start having this talk about gay, you know, the you know, and talking about just the aspects of it. I'm like, well, if, you know, we don't use that, you know, cause I don't know, I'm Gen X, like, you know what I mean? I watched Hazed, I watched people get fucking Hazed to shit, you know, it wasn't easy, uh, for Gen X, all right. Even though we're probably one of the beginning of the of the more fluid esque generations, um, definitely not as fluid as you know what we're seeing now. But um, I thought it was an interesting question. So then I back up. I'm like, so are you asking me if I am gay? And he's like, yeah. Are you gay? I'm like, so you're asking me if I like women? <laughs> Real clear. And I was like, no, 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 honey, I'm not gay. And so, <laughs> and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, like, you know, if he was a little bit older, I would have said something on the order of like, honey, I haven't met a woman yet. <laughs> I haven't met a woman yet that I would be gay for. And this is my generation, though. I've kissed a girl. I have. I've kissed a girl. I've kissed some girls. I didn't necessarily like it. I mean, it was okay. I was kissing girls. It was no big deal. But um, it wasn't like I got to get into this girl. You know what I mean? Like, so there's a whole part of me that's like, I just have, like, I haven't met the woman that makes me want to eat pussy yet. I mean, if she's out there, she's out there. It's <laughs> whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to say never there. Uh, you know what I mean? There's a lot of different, um, you know, relationships, even throughout my own bloodline. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not like anti me being like, I don't know. Like she could be, if she's amazing, I just haven't fallen in love with a woman yet. That's, you know, that's just, that is what that is. But, um, (laughs) but so I'm trying to explain to my son, I'm like, no, as a, you know, no, I'm not gay. Though I, I mean, like, it's not, you know, I could be if I wanted to be. It's, you know, not an impossibility. I did say that to him. I said, but no, no, I like really big, tall men. And so, um, that was funny. But again, it's not appropriate for me to be like, I am a chubby chaser. I'll come for next fatty. <laughs> have a bowel one that doesn't have an aggressive fucking tendency that's the difficulty (laughs) that's but it was so interesting because i was like you know my son was here wondering you know i don't bring men around him most men 
they don't make it to his test, you know? And I, I did explain to him, I'm like, honey, I'm just, I'm not looking, I'm, you know, mommy's not looking to have a bunch of boyfriends, you know? I'm looking for a dude that, you know, can literally, would be a father material, you know? And that's, you know, my best options are to go steal one. <laughs> go steal one. <laughs> I go steal one. Steal one of these guys. Oh, look, they look, they look sad. I see a couple of them. I was like, fuck, that one's sad. He's cute. Go steal one. No, you're not a homewrecker. God damn it. God damn it. I don't know. I don't know. So it was a weird, like I said, it was just a weird conversation. It was a weird conversation. And I'm wondering, like, where did that come from in his mind? You know, maybe I should have, like, maybe I, I mean, I don't know. Why am I, I'm like, I'm protecting him. <laughs> I'm protecting him from all of that. And, like, I can't sit there and say to my eight-year-old, look, most, like, the large majority of men that come in uh, to, you know, in the dating scenario, they just want to have sex and go. You know what I mean? Like, I can't explain, like, I can't, he's not ready for those kind of explanations yet. You know, but, yeah, I keep him you know, sheltered. I'm sheltered. I prefer to be sheltered. Like I said, you sh nobody should be in a rush. Like I said, the, you know, there's so like the pool is the pool, you know, I'd rather like sit out here, get real hot before I have to go in there. <laughs> you desperate to get in that fucking bowl. Like there's a like, fucking 105 degrees. I have to get in. You know what I mean? I don't know whole pool i don't know it's who's taking care of it is there chlorine is there enough chlorine, is there enough chlorine in the pool? i don't know let's just fucking put like let's just put iodine in it dog anyway evp <laughs> awkward conversation i just had with my son about whether i was gay or not like not yet Till they get me on their side. Women are difficult. I know because I am one. First off, you gotta like the, the good thing. Like this is the this is the one thing. I, I know how to get off. If I know how to get off, I know I can. I know I can make her get off. So there's like a part of me that just, it's my competitive part. That's like, I think I could get her off quicker than he could. Like, there's an aspect of me that's a little competitive. That's like, I think. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I am also the same kind of person that's like, pegging. Pegging. I think I can do that. I think I might be able to do that. Hmm. That'd be an experience. That's like a bucket list experience. Right? And someone that would peg you. Would you peg your boyfriend? No, I could never peg my boyfriend. I would never want to. No, I don't know. That fucks with me in my head. I could not. Unless he, like, was begging for me to strap on a huge fucking dildo and fuck him in the... I don't know. I don't know. You have to beg for it. I definitely have to beg for that shit. But I don't know. These are all questions. <laughs> Oh, I have a friend who's got this fucking dirty Twitter. I'm like, fuck, 
I'm going to need a dirty Twitter. By the way, I'm making my Facebook or my Twitter. It's not dirty. They're just like sexy memes. I could go dirtier. I'm like learning. Like like Twitter. There's no rules on Twitter, Robert. There are no rules on Twitter. I bet my sex tarot would have done good on Twitter. I bet it wasn't hard enough. It wasn't. It was soft. So tall. It was like fucking like lifetime. It's lifetime. It's like lifetime stuff. <laughs> CW. Maybe. I don't even know. It might not even have been as hot as CW. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Fucking Twitter, man. Anyway, okay. Let's talk about EVPs. Electronic voice phenomenon. Oh, I've experienced this. I I have. Let's talk about. Let's talk about ghosts. Let's talk about ghost hunting. It is Halloween. I, I've been ghost hunting. Oh my god! You know, tell me, tell you, tell you about my ghost hunting stories. Oh, oh, that reminds me. Fucking Roswell. <laughs> ghost house. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm just hold on. I'm writing notes as I go. Don't forget to talk about that. Okay. First off. Okay. Yeah. Ghosts are interesting. I actually live, like, off a very old, like, I, I live behind, way behind a very old cemetery. This cemetery is, like, 18. Yeah. You know... 1840-esque, okay, or like mid-1800s, or the mid-1800s, there are people there that are were like born in like 18 fucking 12 and shit, like it's fucking old, okay, and it's desecrated, so, you know, those spirits are those spirits, okay, some kids over 20 years ago went and fucked up this place, and this place even like 50 years ago was amazing, it had all these trees and it was like a spook cemetery with trees and, and all this stuff and then they cut down all the fucking trees and it was like a normal cemetery and then these kids came in and fucking busted the place so I live behind this fucking cemetery and the moment I came out here I was like I'm in love <laughs> I'm in love with this place oh my god it's so creepy and almost like the, the place almost screams warning like I do like I can't tell you how many people Come back here and they're like scared. <laughs> I literally have friends from the past that were like, I couldn't, they, they wouldn't like house sit for me. They would never, you know what I mean? They didn't, they never wanted to be here alone. <laughs> and it's so funny because when I found this place, I actually looked at a much creepier place before this. We saw this place and I was like, oh, I'll write down the phone number, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was a different place than this place because this is way back. And then we went and looked at this place out in Smithville. And this guy was creepy as shit. The place was creepy. Like, you could just, like, feel like everything was watching you. It was, like, this old Victorian. Oh, it was super fucking creepy. Oh, my God. We left there and my folks and I were like, that that was creepy. Let's never go back there. Let's ne that was creepy. This place is fucked. Okay. Like both my mom and dad and I got in the car. We're like, that place is fucked. No way. No, fuck. 
And then we called this place. And this, like I said, this is the place. It's got even, it's, it's more, it's like got this the creepier setup, but it had such, such amazing energy once I got back here. So it was a completely different vibe. And the reality is the vibe was because of who owned the place. Like this guy was so fucking creepy on Smith, though. I can't even tell you. So anyway, uh, and he's an investor. You never God knows. He's probably some weird stalker dude. Who God only knows. It felt creepy as shit. We all, we all left there. It was like, nope. <laughs> no. And then we came to this place. And we're like, yeah, yes. Right off the cemetery. <laughs> Fucking piece of creepy shit do you want? Which creepy? You want the, you want the, you know, subtle. <laughs> Which creepy do you want? Do you want dead creepy? Or like weird man creepy. I was like, nah, let's dead people. Old, old dead people. Civil War age dead people. I'm down with. Down with the, down with the old dead. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had it. I've had it. this drink. These last, this drink was very strong. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So, is this place haunted? Uh, I I mean, I've had mediums out here. I've had different, like, spiritualists. They have reported a few different stories. Um, you know, there has been, um, I ha like I said, I had a medium here once, and she was like, there is an, an elderly woman here. And there was an elderly woman who lived here, Aunt May. That's why I, that's why I call her Aunt May. And, uh, and she's like, when the medium says she's, she's extremely protective. <laughs> yeah. You don't fuck with Aunt May. And I've heard stories about Aunt May. Aunt May lived out here, uh, in the 1960s and, um, her family would come out here and go, um, uh, sled riding. And so I've actually had different kids that came out here and sled ride at Aunt May's place, stop to say hi and be like, oh, this is Aunt May's place, blah, 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 blah. And so I've gotten different histories. Um, there, this house even didn't at one time got hit by a tornado, kind of tilted it a little bit. That's why everything upstairs rolls, uh, towards the south. But, uh, this place has a really cool old history to it. Uh, it was built by French farmers uh, in 1848, and it was like a log, like a log home. Like they would have cut down the trees that were all in this area. Down in the basement, you can still see the bark on the trees. It's fucking cool. Um, the house is refinished in the 90s, made modern. This place didn't even have a real kitchen until like the 80s or 90s. I forget exactly when they renovated this place. Um, but it had, you know, the kitchen it had was a summer kitchen. So it had a separate building that was the kitchen. Um, I'm not even sure if it had electric. It was all, again, redone uh, like in the 90s or so. But the actual bones of this house were built by uh, by these French farmers, and they had a family that lived. Uh, they like had kids, and then they moved on to the back forty acres. And there's a house back there, and there used to be a barn on the hill over there. And this old dead tree that's out front, you know, had a swing, and this would have been, you know, God only knows. 
You know what I mean? There's such amazing history. All I know as far as being like a tarot reader and feeling energy and channeling different things, all I know is that this place is, you know, whoever has lived here uh, respected it just as I do. You know what I mean? There's a camaraderie for the nature here. Um, so, you know, if there is ghost here, we're all good. Um, I have caught, I do have a video in my kitchen and I caught a lot of orbs. They were, I have ones moving in different directions. I have this one that comes flashing across my security camera. It's amazing. Maybe I should put it up. On the Facebook, you should go check it out. I'll put it up on the Facebook under this episode. That gives you a reason to go find my Facebook, to look at the orbs. You can also see my kitchen. And um, I'll, put all the, I'll put all the links to everything I'm about to talk about here on that. So that gives you a reason to go over find my Facebook and like it up so we can get to 2,000. Come on, guys. Go check out my orbs on Facebook. I do have the video. I'll upload it to, uh, to my Facebook. Okay, I can, I'll upload it to Instagram too. By the way, on Instagram, I am sharing the process. Me, how I do this, my equipment, my cards, my setup. I'll be sharing more pictures of my farm, some sunrises. I'm changing Instagram. Instagram is going to be behind the scenes about me uh, creating Whispering Moon. You can go over there and find out, hey, look, she's on track gonna have all them fucking love zodiac readings right here right right underneath this all them zodiac readings ready for you to go you probably went and listened to yours first and then came back to maybe i don't know what you did i'll have to look i'll look and see what you guys did <laughs> so yeah i got this sweet orb video it's amazing to me though that particular at that particular moment that i took that particular video um, that was like spiritual backup. I feel like that was more like my soul. Like, I don't know. It feels more like my soul family. Because what I have going on when I took that video, uh, when I had that camera in my kitchen, um, you know, I needed support. And like, to me, that was a visual representation of the spirit world. Righty to go throw down with me it's a pretty amazing video I don't even know I haven't even counted how many orbs I try not to look at it very often again it's a trigger for me but I'll put it up there my mom loves the video she sent it out to all the family I don't even know how many are on there a friend of mine actually used it for her uh, orb project it's incredible orb video it really is it really is so go go look at it on Facebook I'll post it there and then I want to talk about EVPs so I had an amazing EVP experience. Okay, that's the electric voice phenomenon, okay? Um, the setup was, let's see here, when was it? 2016, I do believe. Probably look at the video. The video probably says it. There's a video on Instagram that I made. Um, I'm not. I'm not looking up right now. Pretty sure 2016. Yes, 
creature. Yes. So, <clears throat> in 2016, I am podcasting with my ex-husband and his best friend. Uh, the show is called The Damn Cast. And you can go look at the few videos that, again, that I did. I did. I made those videos um, on the YouTube. The Damn Cast. D-A-M-N-C-A-S-T. The um, go find that. You can watch the few videos of me and my ex and his best friend. Yeah, if you want to. Um, there is a video of us catching a legit EVP. So what happened was <clears throat> we were podcasting and I wanted to produce, uh, like an October that was incredible. Uh, I had all sorts of different guests come on, um, that had to do with some like Halloween theme. We had this amazing horror actor. Um, oh gosh, what else did we do? We did all sorts of shit. We had everything was Halloween themed. And the finale of the month, uh, we went to a haunted basement to record and talk to the owners of a haunted building in the town near or in a town near where we live. Okay. And this particular building, the warehouse on the canal, um, they had how they have Halloween walkthroughs. They do escape rooms. It's a beautiful building. It's a venue that you can actually rent out. It's incredible building. The building was built in 1906 by the Fenifrock brothers. They were a furniture company. Um, and it was cool because back then they were like, it was considered off district. Like Maslin was considered like, like high class fancy. Like there's a lot of money in Maslin, you know, they're like Jim Crow fucking bullshit. And like, there is just like, it's a whole different, there was a whole different land back then with, with this place. So Canal Fulton was considered discount. And so this was a discount place <laughs> considered discount off the, off the main. Like, I mean, you look at these, some of these houses are incredible. Like there was a lot of money back in the day in Maslin and in Canton. It was incredible. Um, so anyway, there's a weird history all over here. I mean, this is like oldest football rivalry. Like there's lots of just old energy here. So, so back to this building. So, I contact the, the owner and I'm like, hey, you know, we podcast, we'll blah, 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 promote your uh, Halloween stuff and yada, yada, let us come and record in your basement, you know, what can we do to, you know, so we set this all up and we set it all up in the basement. We are recording on separate channels, um, multiple microphones and we sit down and talk to the owners of this building. We talk about all the shit that's happened in the building, the experiences that they've had about, you know, you know, the owner's wife had gotten pushed down the stairs. They actually had a crew from this, I think it was the discovery channel or travel. I can't remember if it was discovery or channel that actually recorded a bunch of stuff. I don't know if it ever got aired. Um, but they have had different interests and they do a lot of this escape room stuff. So anyway, we record down there and they have a medium meet us there and she is helping us experience this guy, Lester. Uh, he was a mortician during the time. Oh yeah. So the building, so the building's a furniture company and they, they would have created, you know, coffins and, uh, during the influenza, the morgues ran out of space. 
And so they had started using the basement of this warehouse to store bodies. And they actually stored the bodies in the basement of this building like cordwood. Cordwood. I mean, seriously, like stacked one way, stacked the other way to the fucking ceiling in this fucking basement. Okay, this is the history of this fucking building. So it's like, blah. So anyway, you know, he gives us the whole walk through of this place and I am just like holy shit I did let me talk oh I gotta talk about that talk about that in a minute um so like there is a a quick five minute video but we spent hours there okay we got you know, we spent a lot of time with the medium. She did different grounding things with us. We like we tried to touch different ghosts. We tried, we did all this stuff, okay? And so we're sitting down talking to them, and when we were, I'm I'm pretty sure the episode we actually did for podcasting. I'm pretty sure it was an hour plus that we talked to them and did this whole history on the thing. Like I said, there's a little video of the actual EVP on YouTube, but there was a full hour that we spent just talking to these people and experiencing their haunted building. And so during the conversation, we start getting this EVP on the microphone. Oh, it's incredible. You can go listen to it. Um, and it, it scares the living shit out of everybody, gives everybody goosebumps. It was a cold, it was totally like, ah, you know, like one of those kind of moments. Um, that's fucking for real. And then we brought it home and we're like, okay, the critics on us. Um, I was like, all right, how do you fake that? And we had, uh, recorded everything on separate mics with separate channels. So every microphone had its own waveform. And so we got to see where exactly the EVP got recorded, whether, you know, like, was it one of them that like they had their mics? Cause you could, you know, create this with a, you know, certain technological, you know, gadgets and shit like that. So we were being really critical. Well, fuck, this happened on the microphone that I was sharing with my buddy. You'll see it in the video. Um, it happened on my microphone, like right over my shoulder. There was no, and then also, uh, my co-host Marty, who was across from me, he had a little bit on his, and then the rest of it was on ours. Nothing at all was on the microphones for the people that owned the building or their friends that were connected into the mediumship, you know, that we were talking about at the time. So it was incredible to us. We're like, we really like as critical thinkers, we, we really sat almost for like a week trying to figure out how, you know, how could you fake that? How could you do that? And we never able, were able to figure it out. To me, as God is my witness, I didn't fuck with anything, and I don't think anybody else did. I think it's a legit EVP. No doubt. It was incredible. Dude, it really did. Like, it really, it was one of those things that, like, it, you know, like, you, f it's incredible. So, anyway, I became completely obsessed with the building afterwards. I did. Uh, I spent probably the next six months going over there every time I could to bother this guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I actually met my best friend through him, Stephanie, and 
And she had met him when she had lived in town uh, years and years ago. And so her and I started meeting over there and uh, investigating the place I have. I, I have a drive full of video and audio. Uh, I probably went over there. God, I've been through the entire building top to bottom. I've been through the entire building. So I've been over there enough that I gained access to all the different floors. The place is just absolutely amazing. It's an incredible building. These guys, these these carpenters who built this place, they didn't spare any expense. It was incredible. Um, but anyway, and I can't and it stood, it's it's standing in a floodplain, which is the most incredible thing. Like this is an area that gets flooded all the fucking time in this building still is holding holding very strong the building itself like to me feels enchanted like the whole building to me feels enchanted I don't know why I don't know if it's just because that many people have bodies went through that place you know if there was so much death there that it created like a heavier I have no idea I again I spent almost a year completely obsessed with the place going over there and checking it out. It's just, it was like the first time I was ever like, oh my God, this shit's for real. This shit's real. And like, I was raised Christian. I was raised with that whole souls and heaven and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'd had different little experiences, but that was the first one that I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. That's real. And then, like I said, after that, I had the orb incident two years ago. And I was like, that's, that's real. That's just my, I'm, you know, dust, I, does, does dust flash? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if dust flashes like that. You can go look at it. You can be like, oh my gosh, she's got a dusty house. This shit's, I don't even think my heat's on at the time. I don't know for sure. Like my own critical mind has tried to be like, rip this fucking thing apart, but it won't. It's pretty solid for me. So I'm going to put those on the Facebook and maybe on the Instagram. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so go over there and follow those. So those are like my most incredible personal experiences. Um, like I said, I do live out here. Uh, and it's... To a lot of people, they would find this creepy where I live. Um, I feel extremely safe here. Maybe it's because of the fact that uh, it turns people off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like part of me is like, you just like to be out here because it freaks people out. <laughs> Leave you a fuck alone. Um, but this is part of the country folk out here. Like my neighbors are all real. We're all real nice. Like I could go over and. I needed help my neighbor would fucking help me boom like that no questions asked we're what are we doing I don't care I didn't see anything I didn't do it like this is this is how country folk live all right to help you bury fucking someone I'm sure pretty I seriously I mean the odds are good because everybody out here wants left the fuck alone unless they really need help okay like that's how this that's how country folk really are like we'll ah we'll catch each other here and there we'll catch up hey it's been a year since we've talked even though i've heard that you know you're you scream at your husband 
it's okay. You heard me scream at my husband, you know, years ago. <laughs> you mean like everybody leaves every they, everyone that's their shit. Everyone leaves everyone alone here. No one gets in each other's shit out here. But if you needed help, they goddamn they'd have some salt and some sugar for you. I'm sure. And God help them finish eating their tomatoes. God knows they planted too many of them this year or something like that. But there is a different vibe out here um, that I appreciate. I don't know. I should talk. I was going to go on and talk about UFOs and aliens. We need to talk about Roswell. What am I right here? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to talk about this and then we'll go talk about Roswell because I have a Roswell experience. Okay. <clears throat> What's that? Oh, yeah. Ghost house. Yeah. I got to talk about that. Okay. So, this medium, <laughs> so she is now passed on. She died a year ago, I think. Yeah. Helen. Rest your soul, Helen. Uh, lots of respect for this woman. Anyway, we get all done recording. And, I, and I've met with Helen a, a couple times since that initial meeting with her. Uh, she was a neat woman. Uh, I learned a lot about... Um, she had, you know, talk, she was actually, she had actually been used by different police, police stations, uh, as a psychic. She had different experience. She was incredible. Her husband, Bill, uh, was in all, all sorts of like native tobacco type rituals. And like, they had a really, they were really interesting, um, shaman-esque energies. They were, they had, they both had lots of knowledge, um, to share. And she had grabbed me, we get all done, and we're, we're walking through the basement, and she grabs me aside. And she looks at me and she says, you have the most beautiful little girl right next to you. <laughs> what? I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, the most beautiful little girl right next to you. I was like, what? She's like, yeah. Okay. What does that mean? It was just one of those weird things. Have a medium grab you and be like, there's a little girl ghost that just hangs out next to you. Freaked me out. I was so scared. I was like, I don't want to have another kid with my ex. <laughs> I don't want to have fucking ex. It totally freaked me out. Freaked me out for like six fucking months. I was like, well, I don't want to fucking fuck this dude. I want to have this. <laughs> like it totally freaked me out. Well, it was so weird. It was so weird. It was the first time I met her. God rest her soul. She was a neat woman. So yeah, we're talking about spooky experiences. Yeah, those are my spooky experiences. Um, I'm going to take a breath here and then I want to come back and I want to talk about, I'm going to talk about UFOs, aliens and Roswell. And then we'll talk about like telepathy and astro projection. Cause that stuff's interesting. That should be a good Halloween episode. So hold on. I'll be back. I'm just loud again. And now I need to fill my drink. Hold on. All right. Roswell. God, this is so long. I sit down and it's lower quality. It is so long. Are you going to listen to it? Well, fuck you. It's Halloween. <laughs> I don't listen to it. You're listening to it. Right. So, Roswell. 
So my dad gets a job in Roswell, one of the best jobs he's fucking had. Oh my god, great job. And we're moving their shit there, and you know because of timing and shit and this and that, he's got to go work ahead of time. So he rents this uh, house that is um, furnished. Okay. And then we're going to move all the shit in and set it all up. So we, he's staying at this place for like a month before we can get there with everything. Okay. And we get there. <laughs> right. And all I've heard subtly the whole time I've packed my mom's shit, do all this shit, packed everything does, is, you know, the nightly calls. <laughs> it's like, I don't like this place. It's creepy. Creeping me out. <laughs> shit here. Like, this is my dad, okay? And, like, my dad is super superstitious. Like, he'll go somewhere and be like, I don't like it. I don't like the energy. <laughs> he only, like, has a sixth sense. He really does. It's incredible. Like, I've seen the man be like, go and look at places to buy. And be like, I don't want it. It's creepy. This, that, you know. Uh, he's got a really good sense of that. So, so the whole month leading into this, we're going to Roswell, you know, it's already weird. And he's like, it's, it's creeping me out. <laughs> and so we get there and we were, we have the place still for another month. I think he rented it for two months and we're going to move their stuff in. And then, you know, we'll go over there once everything's set up and stuff. We'll go over there, blah, 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 blah. So we're fucking around with all this shit. Right. And so I get there. And the room my dad was staying in, he decided he did not want to stay there anymore. I mean, he, he would go upstairs or into the other room and stay with my mom. Okay. He decided he did not like that room. <laughs> okay. And in the three weeks that he was there, he did not like that room. So I get there. That's where I'm supposed to fucking sleep. <laughs> it's like all I've heard for weeks is this fucking room is creepy. <laughs> Then we get there, and my dad's like, I moved upstairs, so your mom's going to come upstairs with me. <laughs> Wherever there was, there was another room. I can't remember. Myself. I've been so many places. There was another room. It was much smaller. It was, should have been where I was <laughs> supposed to sleep, okay? And the two of them are sleeping in there. I'm sleeping in the creepy master suite, okay? <laughs> All of a sudden, I get there. I'm like, fuck. It's a king-size bed. It is creepy as fuck. It was like... It was like they made the living room into the living room of this house into the master room. And then when the, the heat turned on, it was weird. Okay. And so, like, so I'm totally like, this is probably the worst place, like, the most, like, I've slept in weird fucking places. I went to Venezuela for a month. When I was uh, 15, I've slept in some scary fucking places um, and some weird fucking places. I've I've slept in weird places throughout different parts of the country as well. Like this is the, the weirdest. This was the most creepiest fucking place I've ever slept in. OK, and it's literally like it's probably an Airbnb. You can go rent in Roswell right now. It's a stone house. OK. And I did wake up multiple times during our time there. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck was that? 
what the fuck? And like, I'm normally not like, I'm not, I'm not as like, I'm not scared. Um, when I was a child, I was a little frightened. I had reason to be, I am not going into the stories right now, but my mom, you know, did not allow me to be a scared child. You're going to go back to bed. Okay. <laughs> Fucking sister sleeping with you. Why can't I? No, because you're the one we're making strong. So go back to fuck the bed. S- scared or not, no one's tucking you back in. Go back to bed. Like, seriously. <laughs> Just toughen that fucking shit up. You know what I mean? Um, so, again, like, I'm not a scared person. Like, even out here, I'm not scared. I'm really not scared. Like, every once in a while, like, it has to be a really big noise to fucking freak me out. Even then, I'm like, what the fuck kind of animal just did that? You know what I mean? Like, I got raccoons that are knocking down shit, possums that do shit. There are enormous deer out here that, like, roll up and sleep in my uh, flower beds in the winter. You know, so it's not, like, unusual for me to, to like, have a window open and hear <laughs> at the middle of the night. You know what I mean? I was like, fuck, it's a big deer out there. You know, like, what the fuck was that? But this place freaked me out. It really was creepy. Like, I can close my eyes and I can, like, seriously, like, be late. Like, I can seriously remember the dark in this room. It was creepy. The place was fucking creepy. I don't know. It, it had that, it did have, like, it had the feel like it was watching you. <laughs> and, then, and later I talked to my dad about it and he was like, yeah, he's like, I couldn't shake the fact that I felt watched in that room. I'm like, yeah, it just, it felt really like intrusive. Like there was some, like, you just like woke up and you were like, I, like, I feel like someone is looking at me. I feel like someone is staring the fuck down at me right now. You know what I mean? That was the kind of visceral body feel, even though there was nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It had that kind of creep to it. So we busted ass and got them all moved in as quick as possible. I remember we were all like, we can we can go to the new place. We <laughs> the beds are set up, everything's set up. We could like we could live until we back on back every got the fuck out of there. So fast. <laughs> all three of us were like, this place is fucking creepy. This is Roswell. You know, they have all this, like, interesting kitsch out there. Um, You know, they got great uh, gift shops. I got my favorite rocks ever, my Moby Marbles I got from a gift shop in Roswell. I tell this great story. I'm not going into it right now because I'm already too long. Uh, But, yeah, I never, like, like experienced anything but that creepy fucking house in Roswell. Roswell has these amazing pecan orchards all surrounding it, which is really cool. And I did get to, while they live, they live there for three years. I did get to experience watching them harvest uh, pecans. And that was kind of cool and shit like that. The most amazing experience besides the creepy house um, that I had in Roswell, I saw, okay, so... My mom and I are out there, and we're like, let's go to the park and watch the sunset. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go on this pretty park. And she's like, I want to drive you out because there's some really cool, like, old adobe places. And I just want you to see how neat these things are. Like, my mom, like, anytime I go out with my mom, she's like, I got to go just show you art. My mom's really into architecture. And I can't tell you how many times my mom's like, 
you know, like I'll, I'll come into wherever they're living. And she's like, I'm like, I just got to show you around, you know? And then she's like, look at this place. Look at this. Place. Look at the, how they did this. This is, you know, she knows all this stuff. It's cute. Uh, she was an interior designer, uh, by, you know, that's what she went to school for. Uh, so she loves architecture. And so she's actually like wanting to show me all these adobes on our way out to this park to watch the sunset. So we go out, we watch, the sunset and it is gorgeous um out in you know the roswell desert and we turn around because it's like there's the only water <laughs> we go to this like lake or pond it's the only water out there and watch the sunset it's gorgeous we turn around we're walking back to the car and it looks like there's a it looks like the sun's fucking rising it was the weirdest optical illusion i was like well what the fuck i'm like that looks like the sunrise but it's we just watched the sunset like it was the weirdest creepiest moment like it literally took us a few seconds before we realized it was the moon it was the size of the sun and it was just as bright like we literally watched the sunset turn around and it was like watching a sunrise it was incredible for like about four or five minutes. And then it was like, oh my, you know, I mean, we were like, this has to be the moon, but it was, the moon was as bright as the sun right at that plane that we were at. It was so incredible. It was like, it, it was a weird optical illusion. It was incredible. It was the most breathtaking moonrise I have ever seen in my entire life. It was... Like, it, it was an incredible sunset, but then to turn around and be like, holy shit, this is a moonrise. It's as bright as a sunrise. It was incredible. Like, everything is so flat down there. It was incredible. There's pictures of it somewhere. I think they all, I think that was my computer there. I used to have a, I don't know, back in the digital, before everything went on the cloud, you had it on your computer, and then your computer crashed, and you lost everything. The good old days. <laughs> the good old days. We have beautiful pictures like that. <laughs> Roswell was weird. The people there were very nice. I told you guys about the guy I met on the on the runway. Um, the bomb was built in Los Alamos, which is up near Santa Fe, um, and they actually created a three lane highway down to Roswell so you're out in the middle of the desert there out in the middle of the fucking out west there I mean this is like out west like near like I mom my mom took me out to see where Billy the kid his last hideout was like I've been all <laughs> been all over the west like the old cowboys have been like I'm into these weird spots that it's like no like why in the fuck am I in Lincoln New Mexico how the world did I get to Lincoln, New Mexico? <laughs> you know what I mean? I've had moments like that. And I'm like, I'm sitting at a farm just outside of Lincoln, New Mexico, where Billy the Kid's last stand is, eating the most freshest goat cheese on a pheasant that was just killed outside this fucking farm like five fucking minutes ago. <laughs> crazy fresh. So you're eating crazy fresh food. It was incredible. That's my mom for you. She's like, I'm going to take you out. <laughs> She's like, what do you want to do this week? I, I want to take you to Billy Kid's last 
hide out. No, we're gonna go up to this farm that's just above there and we're gonna eat all this fresh fucking food, okay? I'm like, whatever. It's 45 minutes. I could give a shit. It's beautiful fucking drive out there. Where was that? Is that when they were in? I'm like, my brain is circling around. Anyway, Roswell, yeah. That was one of the most incredible things. The people there are neat. There's an, am- there's an amazing breakfast place. It's like sandwiched between all the really good um, souvenir shops. The place goes crazy. I think at the 4th of July, everyone comes out, goes UFO watching. I've never seen any UFOs while in Roswell. And I'm a smoker, so I'm outside smoking at night. I never had an experience in Roswell except for that moon fucking rise that was incredible that was incredible people there are nice so anyway that's like I want to go into like near death experiences and astral projection but I think we've done all that we can we've talked about ghosts we've talked about aliens we talked to the fact that there's a lot of you oh my god hi everybody I'm like embarrassed Well, so that's, I don't know, some stories about me, my own little Halloween, like what I have experienced. So I don't know that EVP, like I, like, I don't want, like, I don't want to support my old projects at all, but that EVP was something incredible. It was an incredible experience. My orb video is incredible. So definitely go check those out on my social media. I'll be posting those on Halloween so you can check them out. Um, Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, yeah, I believe in this shit. Does that make me crazy? I don't know. I mean, I I sit here with a critical mind trying to disbelieve it. You know what I mean? But I have had my own experiences. So it's a different experience. You know, everyone has to come to their own um, answers. I want to do a whole show on Edgar Cayce. That was literally one of my most, like, favorite figures that I love to talk about. And he is the um, father of homeopathic medicine. And he is literally one of the most documented psychics ever. He's incredible. And I can do, you know, hours just talking about him. So I do plan on doing a few of these little shows where I talk more about things that, like, I'm interested in, things that I have. Rabbit holes I've jumped down, you know what I mean? I've had um, some other experiences I'd love to share with you guys in the future. So I hope you guys stick around. I hope you enjoy my more podcasty episodes as well as the tarot. Um, I hope to like this be like kind of, you know, more regular thing, you know, like on Sundays to instead of like popping out different stuff, like take a break and just talk for an hour about cool subjects that I like and uh, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. (sighs) There you go. You just heard me run out of steam. How long can she go for until she runs out of steam? There you go. <laughs> now I gotta decide. I got a steak. I should, I should cook that up, but I should cook that up. 
But I also do have part of a leftover Mr. Hero Roma burger and some waffle fries, and that would be super simple. Just stick that in the oven. I don't know. That's that's where my brain is now. How to feed it. Feed the body. <laughs> the body wants food. So I'm going to stop here and call this my Halloween episode. Um... I have so much more I wanted to talk about. <laughs> so I did. I have like looking at my list. And I'm like, shit. I'm going to talk for another hour, but I'm too tired. That's Halloween for you. You guys, happy Halloween. Just know this afternoon I'm running around with a fish stick from Fortnite. I'm going to steal all sorts of his candy <laughs> later because he doesn't like the peanut butter. Like, I'll just sit there and he'll like go through his candy. And I'll be happy. Because I'll be like, you can have this. And I'll be like, yeah. Whatever he gives me, I'm going to be happy with. You know what I mean? So you hope you're enjoying your Halloween. Uh, I know it's Sunday. Hope you already enjoyed it on Saturday and Friday, you know. Um, I'll be chilling with my folks. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, anyway, long story short, this was a get-to-know-me fucking episode. So there you go. What's the weird shit? What's the weird shit, Cash? What's the weird shit you believe in? Well, you know, that's it. That's it. I think Jesus is cool. He was a cool guy. I definitely believe there is a higher power. Most likely conscious, because how can it not be? Um, yeah, there's source and inspiration. And beautiful things in this world. Um, it would be nice to think that someone took a minute to think about it. And for it just to be some kind of random, you know, whatever. And it ends with nothingness. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, to me, it's cooler to think. At the end of the day, I don't know. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, that's the truth. No. At the end of the day, I don't know. All I know is I hope that... You know, love wins, light wins, that um, there is something beyond us that is conscious and that loves to make beautiful things. And remember, you're one of them. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that belief. Every Lots of people have that belief. Yeah, they take it and go crazy. But, you know... <laughs> There's nothing wrong with believing that uh, there's a beautiful design here. Is there anything wrong with sitting there and saying that was beautifully designed? So at the end of the day, you know, you can believe what you want. I think it's a beautiful design. If, it, if all that it was caused by was by a frequency, a voice, a sound, that's what creates this physical land that we live in now is nothing but, you know, most likely a sound. And on the tip of that sound is the light, right? So maybe we only live on the tip of the sound. Wouldn't that be something? Imagine living on the apex of a sound wave. Not like the apex of the wave, but on the tip, like the optical. 
I don't know. I like to think about all this shit. Do I know what it is? No. Most likely it's a matrix of fluid that is vibrating. And that is what we are. Most likely. Some kind of weird Petri dish that's alive. <laughs> right? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. All I do know is that um, I can only see a certain range of things. I know there's things that are out of my, that my eyeballs can't detect. I know that there is a range of hearing that I personally can't detect. My dog can't, right? So I know there's a lot more in this world than I can experience, that I can even um, that any of my sensors could even pick up. And I know that I am not, um, that's the right way to say that. I know I don't know everything. So there's a little bit of everything and a little bit of nothing. So you decide. That's the truth. I know there's more possibilities than impossibilities too. So remember that. Remember that. Nothing's impossible. All right. <clears throat> there we go. Choo-choo at the station. You guys have a great week, and I will talk to you guys later. Definitely about Edgar Casey. I need to talk about Edgar Casey for real, for real, reals. All right, um, yeah, I'm done. You guys have a good one. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, blah 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 blah. You know, yada yada yada. Talk to you later. Bye.